Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. We are back for another edition of Mondays with Matt. We are getting close to Thanksgiving, so hopefully everybody has a happy and joyous holiday. Uh, Whether you catch this before or after Thanksgiving, we always appreciate your time here on Mondays with Matt. And we're going to talk about making smart decisions during major life events. Uh, this go around of the podcast, Thanksgiving, so, you know, it's an annual event, but many people take it, you know, it's a major event for many people. <laughs> you really love their turkey. Uh, I'm one of them. So, uh, but anyway, that's not, it's not really about Thanksgiving. It's really going to be about more some of these big things that happen to us during life. Uh, but, you know, they're going to happen to all of us. Possibly there's a good chance that all of these are going to, uh, you know, are going to come across uh, most of these. And it's, it's a good way to think about how to handle them when they show up. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, Mark. I'm doing well. I am also getting excited for Thanksgiving. It's uh, yeah. it's a fun time of year. You know, sometimes you get that annual turkey trot in, maybe get a family member to go do a cold 5K with you or something like that. But um, yeah, we'd like to like to sit around the table and have the meal of the year, right? It's a exactly. chance to taste and sample all these things that you you spend all year without <laughs> that, <laughs> so <laughs> that someone spends all day in the thanksgiving making and we or in the kitchen making and we eat in like 20 minutes or 15 minutes that's but, right i was gonna say and, and if you're lucky you get to have somebody else prepare the meal for you but <laughs> so. but it does last like the entire day into the night next day you know people go out black shop uh black friday shopping right um yeah yeah uh, and uh, you, you know, know it's a fun time. You're also, munching on those leftovers. You get to take in on like a three-hour uh, football game on Thanksgiving Day. So. <laughs> it was like nine now. It's three of them, right? I think there's three of yeah. them back to back. So, uh, yeah. But let's talk about some of these major life decisions. We'll, we'll get away from that because we're going to get hungry. So, That's right. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some of the, the, the different kinds of conversations that you may or may not have had with, with clients uh, or potential clients for some of these things. Let's start with something simple like a job change. You know, maybe it's a, you know, maybe that doesn't sound like a major life decision, but depends on the time of life that you're in. Uh, If you're, you know, 25, maybe not. But if you're 50, a job change could be huge. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Making smart decisions during major life events is, is uh, the job change is one of those things that most of us have experienced. Statistics show the average person was going to go through life and these days change jobs about four to five times over their career. Uh, maybe less, maybe more, but the average tends to be three to four, three to five times of job change. So what does that mean for you? Uh, making smart decisions about a job change. Uh, number one I think of is typically something my dad used to say, my mom and dad used to say, don't get off the horse you're on until a faster one comes along. And um, <laughs> I equate that to don't, don't, don't be jumping jobs if, if, the benefits aren't there if you're not going to be making more money if it's not going to be something you love to do or enjoy is it in your field does it fit your personality sometimes you have to take a job right mark you're going to have to sometimes step out if if you have to make ends meet and you have to do it now but in that case or scenario you know make sure that there's something that you're going to love that's something some kind of a job that you can get into a profession that you love that's a big thing um, but when we're changing jobs from a financial standpoint, we want to make sure we got income, make sure if there's benefits available, health insurance, is there a 401k? Is there an employer matching program, you know, retirement account? These are all very important things that you want yeah. to um, make sure are there. So when you do change jobs, um, often what happens is you're so focused on that new job that we forget about that 401k that was at our old job. 
if we don't treat this correctly, this money can go um, unaccounted for for many years and we're not paying attention or it's not working with the rest of our money towards our plan. So it all goes back to having a financial plan, meeting with an advisor and kind of helping navigate this. But you kind of have four options when you change jobs. That's cash your money out, which is usually not recommended. Taking, taking the money out, paying tax, leave it where it's at, roll it into the new employer plan or roll it into a personal IRA. You can direct the investment. So definitely don't forget about your 401k because that is a big piece of your future. And uh, let's let's make sure you're paying attention to that. Okay. So job changes. One, divorce. Uh, unfortunately, the numbers are what the numbers are, right? So many people get divorced. So uh, it's a major life event. And especially if we're talking what they call gray divorces, right? Which is, or senior divorces, uh, or silver divorces, maybe, where you're over 50, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. Um, divorce is a major, I call it a major interrupter in life. Um, if you're younger and you have kids, obviously you got alimony, child support, things to worry about from a financial standpoint, let alone the emotional toll that that takes on our life. But now you may have actually more expenses as a single person if you've experienced a divorce. Um, so oh, yeah, one of the things, sure. one of the things that I'm, uh, you know, we want to be cognizant of when you're going through this process is um, can the things be worked out? I mean, obviously, counseling helps uh, open people's eyes to to issues. Um, and don't forget, you know, you're going to have just as, maybe not as many problems, but you're still going to if you if you're planning on getting remarried, there could be issues, you know, in that in that new thing. So um, you got to make sure that um, from a financial standpoint, though. If you're going through that divorce or if you have gone through it, number one, get your budget right. Make sure you have a cash flow monthly that works and that you can live on less than what's coming in. Secondly, pay attention to those expenses, but also while you're going through this process, you want to make sure and uh, make sure that the judgment is fair. Um, some people kind of have a don't care attitude. Just I just want out. I don't care. You know, Be careful about these emotions, okay? Emotional decisions often leads us down the wrong path. And if you're going through divorce, you need to get your financial head on your shoulders and sort out your emotions. That's where this is very important to talk to your financial advisor during this time, yeah. because chances are you're not asking for enough. Uh, a lot of times it is. I don't, I, don't, I don't care. I just want out. But you've got to be careful because oftentimes men and women have different incomes. Men still tend to earn higher wages. Women tend to still spend more time out of the workforce. And so they're at a disadvantage automatically for um, if you did spend time out of the workforce, you had less contributions going into your 401k, you had less employer match, you might have had less income for a while. You just got to be careful. So definitely talk and get somebody on your side that can see these things that you're not seeing because you're emotionally involved. You need somebody to have a a non-emotional third-party view, make sure you're asking for enough uh, in retirement assets or alimony and different things like that. So yeah. it's very important. Absolutely. Yeah. Divorce, huge major life event uh, change, especially again, as we're closing in on retirement. Um, all right. So what about an inheritance? That's another a major life decision. Now, many people will say, well, you know, uh, so far job change, divorce, this is certainly a more positive sounding thing. I mean, yeah, you unfortunately lost a loved one. Uh, but for an inheritance, maybe the major life decision issue comes into where what happens most of the time, Matt, is people tend to rush into either what to do with it or how to spend it, right? Versus maybe thinking it through a little bit. Yeah, uh, that's exactly right. And um, so when you are up for an inheritance, that can typically be one of two ways. It's either taxable money that you're inheriting or it's tax-free money that you're inheriting or non-taxable. 
And so you, that makes a big difference in how you decide to spend it. You know, if you have a large sum coming, it's always smart to meet with your financial advisor. And I'm telling you this because of experience. Um, a lot of times people will inherit funds. And um, if they don't have an immediate need, um, that's great. Um, it takes, whether they do or don't, you should do some good planning. Take some time to really think about it, digest it. And then also the person that's leaving you the inheritance, what do you want to attribute to their legacy? Did they? Is there something that was important to them that you want to continue on? Or are you just going to go buy a new Hummer because you got the money to do it finally? You got to really take this into account. Um, I think legacy is part of what I like to remind people. You can leave a legacy. Uh, you can get your family out of poverty if you do this that right. You know, maybe, maybe not, but uh, just depends on every situation. So definitely meet with your advisor, but an inheritance can change. Uh, I don't, I say it doesn't always change people. It just makes you more of what you already are. If you're a giver, you're probably going to want to use some of those inheritance to, to donate. But um, a taxes make a big a difference when you receive an inheritance. And so making a smart decision about that inheritance and thinking about other people that are involved or not involved, you could really do some good with this money too. Uh, sometimes if we're not remembered in somebody's will, but another family member is, there could be some resentment there. I've seen people oh, give, sure. give chunks of money to a person who wasn't remembered, and it really goes a long way in just kind of ill will or, or, or bad feelings. Um, right, right. So an inheritance, definitely, you want to have a third party, even if it's just a consultation, just to get their opinion and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing with this money. How does it impact me financially? If the money's in an IRA, it's taxable. You definitely want to have some advice there because that's going to be added to your income for the year. And if you take a big chunk out, you could actually end up paying more taxes on your personal income and on the inheritance and uh, pay the government way more than you're going to be comfortable doing. So definitely get some advice on inheritance. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Becoming an empty nester. This is another Positive or negative, I suppose, depending on how you look at it. Although I will say, as an empty nester of a number of years now, you know, even folks who first walk into it feeling, oh, I'm, I'm kind of sad the kids are gone, you know, um, it eventually becomes you're like, yeah, the kids are gone. <laughs> so, <laughs> we have money. Uh, again. <laughs> I, I love them to pieces. I love my daughter. To, I'll get out. But, you know, she was joking the other day that she's like, she's like, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to stay in the Navy for the full 20 years now or not. She's like, 10 might be enough. And uh, and so she's got a ways to go to get to the ten port she signed up for. But still, she's like, maybe I'll come home afterwards. And I was like, uh, to visit. <laughs> if you think after not being in the house for fifteen years you're going to come live with mom and I, you are so wrong. You Sorry, know. honey, your dolls are already gone. Right, yeah, but um, you know, it's a great opportunity. You know, you just said we have money again, right? So becoming an empty nester. While yes, there's the the initial emotional thing of letting your your kids fly the coop, so to speak. Um, it is a great chance, Matt, to really start pumping money away or doing things for what you and the spouse want to do in retirement. Sure. It absolutely is. And and um, becoming an empty nester can be um, uh, fun from what I hear, but like you, like you mentioned, but usually at the time it's a little bit, a uh, little bit, you, you have a lot of mixed emotions. Um, one of the big things is it, it does normally free up your cash flow some to some degree. Now that can be different regarding if you're helping pay for college or if you're paying for a wedding or something like that. There might be some large expenses that are initially there, but generally you're going to have a different budget altogether when those kids move out. And that can be a good thing that can give you uh, additional 
retirement savings. If you're, if you're not retired, but your kids are gone, um, you may want to think about increasing your contributions to your 401k, maxing that out, maxing out your IRAs. Uh, it allows you to uh, get a better financial f- foothold, um, you know, right before your retirement. Um, recently did this with some folks and um, they wanted to continue to help their kids. And I'm like, you guys need to get in a strong financial position yourselves first. Pay off the house. Right. That's a great cars. point. Yeah. Yep. Pay off the house and the cars. And then you are in a position where you have the extra cash flow now. If, if you're missing a $2,500 mortgage payment, now I can really do some good with that money. But get yourself on a strong footing before you go ahead and try to help support your kids. Yeah, that's um, a great They're going to need... Yeah, yeah because people do that, right? So you get them out of the house and you're enjoying... And you kind of see that you do have more you know, income or more disposable money or however you want to view it. And then the kids come back kind of not to live with you necessarily, but maybe saying, hey, can I still get help because I'm trying to get my adult life started. And many parents feel obligated to do that. And that's a slippery slope. Be really careful there because, yes, you feel like you do have more money, but that is really more money you're paying for future you to retire on. And I, I warn people all the time, don't forget, Matt, that if you do too much helping your kids, even once they've moved out of the house, the chances of you now having to live with your kids or lean on your kids when you're older is greater instead. So you're really making it a cyclical mm-hmm. problem, right? You're making it a circle effect. Take care of yourself, yeah. pay your future self, and then look at helping your kids. That way you're not a burden on them when you're older. Yeah, that's that's right. And the really smart decision here is, as I mentioned, make sure that you're, you're successful, you are um, spending less than what you're making on a monthly basis. Um, teaching by example is so huge yeah, that's for true parents and children. Life lessons, and if man. you if, if your children know that you're going to do the right thing, not the emotional thing, that goes a long way, not only in just today's circumstance, but in their future. They're going to say, no, mom and dad never gave me money when I, you know, when I whined and complained, they would give it to me at planned, but not necessarily just when I wanted it or <laughs> just right. when I needed yeah. it. Because how are you going to teach them to grow up? I mean, did anybody give you everything that you ever wanted? You know, I mean, most people you may have gotten some help, right? You may have gotten some help, and that's fine. And again, it's yep. it's one thing if you can do it, but you've got to be able to do it smartly and responsibly, not only just for them and those lessons that you mentioned, but for yourself too. And you know, my uh, a good buddy of mine had to do the same thing with you know his adult son. They have they had their first child, and they were leaning on you know, grandma and grandpa a little too much for help. And they're like, well, we can't make it without you. And and they're like, well, how do you think we did it? We were young parents too. We figured it out with you. You'll figure it out with your child. Now, of course, being grandparents, it's easy to want to cave and help out. And I get all that. But again, they had to draw a line in the sand and say this, we're only going to help you up to this point because we cannot sacrifice our future life as well either because then we're just going to be on your doorstep as an old couple, right? Yeah. Yep. It's just like um, when they say, you know, you're on the airplane and they give you the instruction, please put your own mask on securely before before you you try to help somebody else because otherwise you're both dead. So there you go. uh, You know, you got to be careful about that. And a lot of times this, this empty nester syndrome also will impact the the husband wife in a, in a, in a way that I've seen that um, it can cause you to pull apart a little bit because one really does want to help. And the other one, is very cautious, you know, giving that money to those kids. Yeah. So, yep, you're going to have, but, but I say you get a short window too. I, the, the last thing I want to bring up about the empty nester is you got a short window, but if you have children, they might be um, reproducing soon and uh, you might be buying more toys. You might be. That's true. That's uh, true. The window is tight. Yeah. 
Yep. You might be helping out and needing to buy formula for your house. So those grandkids can come over, uh, diapers and toys all over again. So it kind of puts you, there's this stage that you have <laughs> right. that your empty nest, yeah. but then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, these little, little birds are coming in and uh, you're spending money on cribs and, catch and different things yep. so they can stay at grandma and grandpa's house. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. Good stuff here on making decisions, uh, you know, making smart decisions during major life events. Final one, Matt, and so we don't get too long on the podcast and we have to do this one, obviously, because it's going to happen. Uh, death of a spouse. We're, we're all going to leave uh, this planet at some point. Uh, I think, unfortunately, we all know it, but there's so many times throughout our life where I, where I feel like we, we kind of arrogantly or egotistically or just maybe even naively just kind of think, well, I'm just going to be around for, you know, ever in, in some form or fashion, right? You just kind of like, well, I'm just going to be here um, and because no one wants to think about their own mortality, but it's coming. And so you've got to make some smart decisions in the event of one of you passing first and then, of course, both of you eventually passing. Absolutely. You know, we call it, you know, death planning, obviously it's not, not a fun term, but, um, it doesn't have a nice ring to it, but that's why they say legacy planning. (laughs) Right. Well, it's like life insurance. They, they, they don't call it death insurance because no one would buy it. That's right. It's life insurance and that's it. I mean, when, when your spouse passes away, this is a major thing in, in many people's lives, especially if you're, you've been married a long time. Um, you see a lot of instances where these people that have been married so many years, I mean, they die very quickly within uh, when that first person's gone, that other one just kind of like gives up on life. Oh, especially but, if they've been together a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But um, death of a spouse is a big one because um, normally if you're in, if you're young, it, it's going to be a little bit different, but um, if you're older and you might lose a pension, you might lose social security income, and this can affect your financial situation in a big way. It could even be devastating. So if you're not planned and ready for this, this can leave we don't want to leave people. I always say you don't want to leave your family um, in a situation where they're now poor because you are the primary bread earner and you didn't plan and you didn't have life insurance to create a fund and you guys didn't do proper retirement planning. There's a lot of people that maybe didn't do all the right things at first. And uh, they're, they're in a little bit more of a pinch if, if, if something happens to the person who earned the most money first. So you really got to be careful. Making smart decisions starts early. Um, even if you are close to retirement or even in retirement, losing a spouse, number one, it's a, it's a, it can be a big emotional loss and it can affect you a lot, but also you got to make sure that your finances are set and in order for something like this to occur. Also having powers of attorney, having a will or a trust in place, um, makes a lot of sense. It makes it so much easier for a surviving spouse if the the first spouse had things in order, if you did that together, you don't want somebody to clean up your mess, basically. And so you need to get the documents in place, but also make sure that you have titled property the same, the way that it should be, and make sure you have beneficiaries on all your investment accounts. These things will avoid probate completely if they're done right. And if they're not paid attention to or done right, I would guess that um, nine out of 10 people on this podcast haven't checked that recently, unless you're a client of mine and we've met recently, but check your beneficiaries, check the titling on your accounts, because if they're wrong, chances are that stuff, those assets will get locked up in probate and it'll cost thousands and thousands of dollars to get them clear out of your name. In Michigan here, um, it's a the spouse will normally get to take over some of those things uh, if you have jointly owned or whatever, but not necessarily so. I've seen a couple of instances where the spouse didn't have the other person listed 
and the asset had to go through probate just because of that. Mm, so yeah. save yourself some some heartache and uh, definitely meet with an advisor, analyze the situation, make sure your life insurance is adequate, you got the right amounts, and that that person, if if I die, my spouse is going to be all set, um, my my children will be okay, that we'll have food in the house, we'll have an ongoing income because I planned. If you're young, you have life insurance. If you're older, maybe you can self-insure, but make sure you check titling and beneficiaries. Those are super, super important. Absolutely. Well, folks, if uh, you know if you're not working with a professional like Matt or Matt uh, specifically in a major life event like a job change, divorce, inheritance, empty nest syndrome, or death of a spouse happens, definitely do yourself a favor and sit down and reach out to a qualified professional uh, so you can get some guidance on through and, and going through some of these things. And Matt is here to help. As always, you can find him at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com or call 989-401-2940. 49, and you can share the podcast, subscribe to it on Apple, Google, all that good kind of stuff, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. So Matt, thanks for hanging out, my friend. Hey, thanks, Mark. And to reiterate, <laughs> if you just listen to this podcast and you're going, yeah, we need to do that. Give me a call now. Yeah. Don't wait. Go to the website or give us a call because the sooner you make this decision, you're making a smart financial decision and we're, you're going to uh, save yourself lots of heartache. So do it now. Thanks for listening and pass us along. Yeah, absolutely. It's better to do it before one of these major life events than after. But if not, either way, talk to somebody when they happen. 989-401-2949. This is Mondays with Matt. We'll see you next time. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.